And now for something completely different. A radio show about books. Didn't think it through at all. Inconceivable! <laughs> yes, the show's serious. That's totally a thing. Thank you. Tarzan of the Apes. Brought to you from out the pages of Edgar Rice Burroughs' immortal book. Oh, wow. In the beginning, the universe was created. This has made a lot of people very angry and been widely regarded as a bad move. And now for your host, Daniel Thompson, a completely underqualified buffoon who has no idea why he's here in the first place. And all were amazed and said, this guy is really good. Do you do children's parties? Some of you may not have realized but that last guy who talks in the intro, who does the children's party thing, that is Rowan Atkinson, a.k.a. Mr. Bean. I'm telling you all this because I spammed like a dozen of y'all's profiles with Mr. Bean gifts over the weekend. Ah, that was good. That's just my way of telling you how much I appreciate your existence, and also the existence of Mr. Bean gifts. And don't worry, if you didn't get a gift, it's not, I'm not saying that you're not my friend. I'm just saying that you weren't happened to be on OEN in my follow list. I was really lazy in the way I did it. But hey, Mr. Bean Gifts, so all you have them now. Congratulations. Welcome to the Very Serious Writing Show. It is a balmy 56 degrees, sunny skies this Monday in Gulfport, Michigan. So congratulations on that, Michigan. Caught you listening. Yeah, caught you listening. Paul Regmier in today. Love that guy. We're going to talk a bit about marketing. We're going to talk about weaving in Christian themes in a comedy context. And there's a special midsection tribute that you won't want to miss. Welcome to the show, peeps. We've had one, yes. What about second breakfast? This drink, I like it. Another! The Very Serious Writing Show. Starring Paul Regnier, author of Space Drifters. You know what shocks me is how much I hear writer conferences come up in conversations with authors. Because I've always had, and I I bet a lot of the other authors my age probably have too, this whole idea of Snoopy, you know, sending in his manuscript to the the editor and the editor rejecting it and turning it down. But I've never heard of this writer's conference until recently. I'm excited about it. You get the rejections too, a lot. Oh yeah, well yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I definitely think I would recommend the conferences to anyone um, who's who's looking into writing. It's it's almost like it's like a fast forward into oh, your wow. writing career. It's like um, because just because of the people you meet, and then you get to hear their stories, and you get to hear because sometimes. I don't know, it's weird. Writing is this weird sort of solitary journey most of the time. You know, you're sitting by your computer typing away and you've got these ideas in your head and then you come up for air and you're like, well, what do I do now? Um, I'm all alone here. <laughs> Can somebody help me? You know, it's, it's yeah. just this weird kind of like isolated feeling. And so you go to these conferences and then all of a sudden you meet all these other writers and you and you can relate with what they're going yeah. Or they can say like, oh, yeah, yeah, I experienced that five years ago. Let me fast forward you to where you need to be. Mm -hmm. And like one of the cool things, like I went to uh, Mount Hermon. I don't know if you've heard of that. It's sort of in the Santa Cruz area. And it's really, it's this conference 
set in this campground. It's beautiful. It's like there's redwood trees. There's, um, you know, all these woodsy cabins everywhere. You, you, you kind of feel like you're in a scene from a Lord of the Rings or something, but, um, it's really cool. And every year they have this, uh, Christian writers conference and, um, just the classes and the people you meet it's it's awesome like i would recommend that i mean it's a little more expensive than some of them because you know you've got to have food and lodging and all that happy campgrounds cost money totally yeah yeah (laughs) it's totally worth it though i mean i would recommend it to anyone and when i went um the time i went not only did i learn a lot but i met these other writers who were writing speculative fiction as well and I ended up um, joining them for a critique group, and I'm still in that critique group today, oh, where we meet like once a month. Fun. Oh, like critique groups. It's great, and 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 this group is awesome because they're all into that speculative fiction, so mm-hmm. they kind of get where I'm coming from, and then I get to like see where where what they're writing, and we sort of compare each other's writings and give our opinions because you know at some point you lose your objectivity on your own writing, you get so immersed in it. Oh yeah. And then to hear sort of an objective viewpoint, like, well, I didn't get what you're trying to say here, or, or this character seemed a little like I don't, I don't know where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just to get that feedback is so important um, to do rewrites and and just to get it right. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's so many things that can come out of it. And obviously, if you hit the jackpot, you meet like a publisher or an agent there, and they say, I love your stuff. You know, I have to sign you immediately. So. Um, but that doesn't always happen. But even if that doesn't happen, it's like you get so many other great things um, just out of the experience. So, absolutely, yeah. I'd love to go to some Ryer conferences at some point. I just think it sounds like fun. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I want to go to. I keep hearing about Realm Makers. I think. I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The, the, the good good things about Realm Makers. So, the, is that how you kind of got in with the Enclave people? Was it through a Ryer conference, or how did that happen for you? Uh, that was where I first learned about Enclave. When I went, um, I went a, a few years ago and it was, um, they were still called March Lord Press and, uh, Jeff Gerke was talking. He was actually one of the people, um, one of the classes I took was his. And, um, I just thought like, I was listening to him and I was just thinking like, man, this guy really gets it. Like, this is what I've been looking for, you know? Um, because a lot of times like, there's all there's a lot of different Christian publishers that do like the the Christian living kind of books, mm-hmm. uh, which are great. Um, but it's just like when I I was kind of looking more for that speculative fiction, I and I wasn't seeing a lot. And then just hearing Jeff there, yeah. I was like, that's it, that's what I want to do. You know, <laughs> this guy he understands me, <laughs> he gets it. <laughs> yeah. So I I really that's where I kind of learned, and then I just sort of always um, kind of kept a watch um, on the that publishing house, and I sent um, they had a thing where you could submit your your um, your stuff to them. Mm-hmm. So um, they kind of I liked that they kept their they kept it open to new ideas and new stories that people might submit. So yeah, it was definitely one of those ones that I thought like, oh, wouldn't that be great one day? to be able to write for that publishing house that would be so cool so yeah it had happened and i'm very stoked to be to be working with um just all the people there it's it's just a very cool group yeah that, that group of authors i've interviewed several people from enclave and they're just cool they're just cool oh, yeah. yeah yeah now hey we are going to take a quick break and we will be right back after this uh this special tribute Uh-huh. Harry Potter, Harry Potter, Harry Potter, Harry Potter, Harry Potter, Harry Potter. 
Ground control to Major Tom. Ground control to Major Tom. Take your protein pills and put your helmet on. Ground control to Major Tom. Commencing countdown engines on. Check ignition and may God's love be with you. And this is ground control to measure time. You've really made the grade. And the papers want to know whose shirts you wear. Now it's time to leave the capsule if you're there. This is Major Tom to ground control. I'm stepping through the door. And I'm floating in a most peculiar way. And the stars look very different today. For here, am I sitting in a tin can? Far above the world. Planet Earth is blue, and there's nothing I can do. I'm past a hundred thousand miles. I'm feeling very still. And I think my spaceship knows which way to go. Tell my wife I love her very much. She knows. Ground control to Major Tom. Your circuit's dead. There's something wrong. Can you hear me, Major Tom? Can you hear me, Major Tom? Can you hear me, Major Tom? Can you hear? Am I floating by my tin can? Far above the moon. Planet Earth is blue. And there is nothing I can do.
And We Are Back. That was Major Tom by David Bowie, recited by Alan Rickman. Kinda. Now, as this is your first major publication, you know, it's got to be hard to get your name out there and, you know, yes. to, to establish that. How did you go about establishing that? I mean, I assume you're still working on it, but yes. what, what does one do? How, how yeah, have you gone about it? I was hoping you could give me a few tips. Obviously, you come on my podcast, <laughs> and this podcast will make you famous. That's, that's, that's the answer. <laughs> I've been asking um, my writers group, but, because a couple of them are a little farther ahead in the process than me. They've had you know, um, some books published out, and they've been out there for a few years. And you know, just what they've told me is it's you, you almost just have to it's like the shotgun approach. You just try everything. You know, you just you want to you know do do. There's blogging tours. You can do that. You can um, you can run like there's there's different ads. There's like um, you know Facebook ads or, yeah. or like that. You can run. Um, and then there's giveaways is another thing. Um, I um, like Goodreads has like a book giveaway that you can that you can participate in. Um, and you know interviews like like this show mm-hmm. that's, that's another good thing um and uh you know just i think uh any way you can kind of um get your book out there and it's weird too i think for most writers it, it's it's almost like a foreign thought like because like we were saying it's such a isolated kind of thing when you and and i think it appeals to a lot of, like introverted people mm-hmm. i think i'm a little more introverted by nature although i mean i like social gatherings but you know Eventually, I have to go back home and recharge and yeah, by myself. <laughs> so, um, so it's a weird idea. It's like it's like it's almost uncomfortable. Like oh, I don't want to do self promotion. It feels strange. It feels like I'm yeah. like I'm boasting about myself. Or yeah, it's hard. It feels weird, but it's just one of those things where hey, you know, if you're going to do this, that's just part. That's just part of it. And it's not. And the good way to think about it is, which people have told me to kind of change my thinking on it, is like. You know, you're you, if you this is something that you feel called to do. This is something that you feel passionate about. Um, all you're doing is you're just presenting that to to you know as many people as you can because you know hopefully you'll bless them because it could be something that they're looking for. And what if it's like the type of story that they've just been they've been like wanting to read and something that's gonna just lift their spirits or just. Um, give them some enjoyment and blessing in life. I mean, that's, you know, that's kind of what it comes down to. So I think when you look at that way, it kind of takes a little bit of that worry away. And so, yeah, you know, I'm just going to like, you know, get there as much as I can. And, and hopefully, you know, I could get to the, the right people that, that can enjoy it and latch on to it. And, you know, so, so yeah, I think just any way you can, you can kind of get out, get your stuff out there. Um, you know, go for it. <laughs> I really wanted to experiment with marketing techniques. I, f- I feel like the more fun the marketing campaign is, the the less guilty I feel about it. <laughs> like there's 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 sh- almost shameful self promotion. Like, hey everybody, today we have a podcast episode. And then there's stuff where it's like I come up with these really awesome, well I say awesome, really cheesy Photoshop images where I put like the the cat into different pictures and stuff. And I feel like that's that's fun and people have uh, entertainment value out of the marketing. Well, yeah, not only that, but I think that fits your, the style. Like you said, you're doing like a humorous take on dystopian. So you're going to have to have something a little quirky (laughs) Mm -hmm. as part of that. So that, that fits. I mean, that's very fitting for what you're doing. And I, you know, I kind of agree. Like one of the, 
um, like I made a, a website for the book, spacedrifters.com, where I just, I kind of did a more lighthearted approach to like, you know, I just had fun with it. And I just thought like, man, I don't, you know, you don't have to be so serious all the time, especially if your writing isn't yeah. like uber serious. You just, you have fun because the people that you're trying to, to reach, they, that's why they're wanting to read your book because it's, you know, there's something fun and adventurous about it. So I think you, yeah, you just kind of fit the vibe of what you're doing and, um, you know, it all kind of ties together that way. Yeah, definitely. Now, I want to talk to you about uh, your, your book cover. Yeah. You, you mentioned that you did graphic design. Did you have any hand in making your book cover? I wish I was that good. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, um, that's one of the, the artists that, that works with Enclave. Um, really amazing. He does some really great stuff. And that was one of the ones um, that was presented to me. And I just like, I was blown away by just the, you know, the quality of it and um so i i don't know i just consider myself lucky to even have <laughs> you know, artwork like that Grace. yeah no kidding and it's so it's so classy it's like it's throwback to the the old style just a That's ship out I in space I, yeah a little bit of a throwback vibe i love that yeah uh, yeah i do too how much does enclave really help you out with the promotion you know they 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 help they do um they have uh, emails they send out. Um, they have like a subscriber list, and they 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 promote through there. They promote through their website. They have um, Facebook and Twitter. You know all the social media outlets. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they just recently they got into. Uh, I believe it's Lifeway Christian Bookstores. Did they? Yeah, yeah. So now they're them. Yeah, they're getting sort of a foot into the retail market, um, which is great. Um, so and then and then obviously the conferences too where mm-hmm. they sort of present their lineup of um, books and writers and so forth and um, they do interviews as well. I've read some interviews by you know Steve Lobby and he's yeah. gone through and he's talked about the different um, you know new release books and and his purpose for Enclave and then they just they just I think it was about a month ago they had these they put out the series of videos that talked about like hey you know what is christian speculative uh fiction you know what is it you know what mm-hmm. some people are confused and uh it, there's some cool videos if you go to their um uh, it should be on their youtube channel or you can probably access it through probably um, on clave's website but um so you know they're just you know all these different ways they sort of help and assist um the writers just to kind of get their book out there so yeah, I'm I'm really pleased with um, with their efforts. Well, that's cool. Yeah, and I've wanted to talk with Steve Lobby, but I haven't been able to get in touch with him. Hey, Steve, come on the show, please. <laughs> he's a busy man. <laughs> that's what I am told. I mean, Steve, he seems like a pretty busy guy. So he's pretty busy. Yeah, but um, you know that that's good. You know, he's working hard for everybody. Oh, so definitely. It's a good thing. Now, hey, I want to wrap up here. I earlier today I threw out on Facebook and on a, another forum. Um, Submission questions for this interview. Oh, so okay. I, so I have some questions. I, they're, they're pretty general questions. Uh, Kate Flurney off the Kingdom Pen Forum, she wanted to know, as far as world building goes for a sci-fi, how deep do you need to take it? Oh, boy. Um, I think that it kind of depends on um, what your what type of science fiction it is. You know, like we were talking about those hard sci-fi, like, you know, The Martian or whatever. I think those you have to get very... Um, Detailed. I mean, you have to. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was reading uh, an article from the the guy who wrote the the book that the movie was based on, and just like the amount of research that he did, just for the science of it, 
Um, yeah, the more hard science you go, the more research you uh, just have to do. Yeah, yeah. And it was just like there was so much that he had to do just to make it seem because, you know, you don't want to you don't want to present something like, oh, this is hard science fiction. And then, you know, uh, you know, someone's sitting there going, that's not even possible. What are you doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So for that type of world building, I would think you'd have to seek out a lot of help from, you know, scientific community just to get mm-hmm. uh, feedback on, on making things believable and realistic. Um, but then, so on the other side of the, that coin, if you go to more of the science fantasy space opera style, which I like, um, sort of like the sky's the limit. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I, I love the... Um, I love just taking technology, the, the concept of technology, and just imagining how crazy it could go. You know, like, what could you do with it? What are the, I mean, and that way, you know, if, like, for instance, Space Drifters is set, like, about 200 years into the future. So um, you can kind of uh, take that leap, like, oh, you know, the, the science, you can't even explain it in today's terms. You know, mm-hmm. we're using all different minerals and energy sources and, so you can get a little bit more wild with the possibilities, which um, which I like. It's just fun. You you can you can that way you can sort of build your world on your imagination. You know what I mean? You just you take you take what we know now and then just like expand it times fifty to um, as far as your imagination will allow, just to create these um, you know these crazy new contraptions that the future might hold. And you know. Because that's the thing. You take science fantasy and you're like, wait, how are you going to travel from planet to planet at the speed of light? And the time would be different. You know, if you like, get that's it. That's not possible. And yeah. <laughs> just forget it. You know, you're not. <laughs> it's going to be unbelievable. So forget it. The computer's just being snarky. You know, <laughs> they can just pay attention to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's fun to have that little bit of a suspension of disbelief when you can get. But, um, you know, it's fun to toy with the technology we have now. And just kind of see how far you can take it. So, I guess um, I don't know. Does that answer the question? Oh yeah, definitely. There's another question uh, from my buddy Jake. He's my Ebola buddy from Liberia, and uh, Ebola. Okay, <laughs> that's that's a long story. Anyway, hazmat <laughs> <laughs> <that> suit handy. <laughs> and uh, his question. He just wanted a general question. He had had a general question on uh, Christian science fiction. Yeah. Which I think is is interesting. It kind of builds on a question that I have for you: is when you build the comedy into a speculative fiction, when you have speculative comedy, how do you build in the Christian themes onto that? Do they flow pretty easy for you, or how does that happen? You know, it, it did. Um, it did for this. You know, it's it's that weird thing. Like um, like I was telling you, I wrote some screenplays, and I I always have sort of this thought where I I mean. Um, you know, my faith is such, it's, it's a big part of my life. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's, it's this part of me that I almost feel like this is the most valuable thing I have to offer, um, to people because probably because it's not really me. Um, but, uh, it's this wonderful, you know, message of, of hope and salvation. And it's just, um, uh, I, but I want in the same way as where, you have this great message, but you don't want to present it in a way that's going to obviously turn not only turn people away, but you, but in a, in a sort of a sense where it's natural, just like when you'd have a conversation with someone, you wouldn't just start forcing it in, in this, yeah. in this weird way where you're kind of like turning them off or they're like, Whoa, dude, chill out. You know, I'm, we're just talking about sports or whatever <laughs> it is. You know, 
you just you want to do it in a natural way. So when I was writing, I remember I was writing these screenplays early on, and I really wanted to work in sort of the spiritual angle, but it just I couldn't. It didn't work. Like any time I did it, it was forced. So that kind of like it helped me to learn. Like, hey, you know, you gotta put it. You gotta fit it when it's natural. You can't. You don't want to force it. And I think that's true for anything you put in a story. You don't want your ideology to be heavy-handed. And otherwise, it's just kind of like it makes the story feel kind of clunky. There's something unnatural about it. So for, but for space drifters, it was one of those things where I had this concept where one of the characters is he's a time traveler from from the past, and he comes aboard the ship, and he has a Bible with him, and there, like one of the characters, one of the main characters, the first mate is this giant, uh, like seven foot hulking lizard man. Um, ah, but yes, he, the lizard but man. Love, Blix is his name, and he loves literature. He just can't get enough of it. But the only problem is, he's got this weird. His his race of alien has this um, weird aspect when they read something and they start thinking about it and they start dreaming about it. Sometimes those things actually come to fruition in some in some odd <laughs> way. So you got to be careful of what you give him to read. And um, but it's also a, a way of sort of you know presenting different um, Bible stories, but in a kind of a almost like a you're doing the story, but there's a little bit of uh, levity to it. Yeah, uh, and just and you're doing it in a little bit of a different way. Um, but I just think above all, it was just sort of this. Um, it just kind of flowed naturally, and um, and the the main character actually the the captain is is an agnostic, so you're sort of seeing him like being introduced to some of these things um and he's not necessarily receptive to them but he's just sort of like seeing them as they are and maybe seeing some of the other characters on the ship like how they react to it and some of them are a little more feel a little more uh, drawn to it yeah but so it was just it's it was kind of like this cool natural thing that just as i'm writing it because it's a part of me and who I am, it just sort of kind of flowed out in the characters. And it was, it's like that humor thing we talked about. It's not something that you want to, at least for me, I don't want to overly plan it. No. I want it to sort of kind of like come out in a natural way. And luckily for this one, it really did. And, and um, I don't know, I'm just, I'm just pretty happy with how it, um, with how it turned out. Oh, that's really cool, man. That's really cool. Okay. One last question. This one can be short is my buddy Mig. He wants to know Star Wars or Star Trek. I think you've been asked this question before. <laughs> yeah, you know, I gotta—I I love both, but I gotta go with Star Wars. I think I mean, you have to. I mean, come on, that's just like this epic—you know—the original trilogy. Yeah, we're uh, talking the original here. <laughs> original trilogy. Let's not mention the new one. Not the new new ones, but the yeah. Let, you know, now the, the new Star Treks are pretty awesome too, though. Yeah, you gotta give. I, I love the the reboot they did with the classic characters, the Kirk and the Spock. I think they did like a great job with that. I was really it's so pleasant. much fun. Yeah, because yeah. those are the ones I love. The original trilogy, mm-hmm. or not the sorry, I love the original uh, series of Star Trek. You know, even you know the one back in the sixties. Oh yeah. Oh, you know, people kind of like make fun of like the some of the special effects and whatnot. But oh, I love they the are funny. <laughs> And the characters, it's just, it's great. But yeah, if I had to pick, I gotta go Star Wars just because, I, I mean, that that hit me like a ton of bricks when I saw that when I was young. I was just like, I couldn't believe it. It just like sort of blew open my imagination to like this great science fiction space adventure. And uh, I, I mean, it's just like, that was it, you know, for yeah. me. So, yeah. 
Definitely, I gotta agree with you there. Star Wars all the way. <laughs> now, hey, um, let's, let's hit let's hit the wrap up. Do you want to do any sort of giveaway? Do you have anything uh, you you would want it like an ebook or something? I hate sure. putting you on the spot, but uh, no, no, no worries. I say, um, yeah, let's 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 give away stuff. Okay. Uh, let's, uh, why don't we do? Um, how about we do some signed copies of Space Drifters? Signed copies, like plural? Yes. Let's do three signed copies. How about that? Oh, that is awesome. Okay, you want to do it? Uh, first three people to go sign up for your blog. Like, do you have a blog, or how do you want people to do um, this? I have the website, but I think probably the best place is to hit me up on um, probably like Facebook or or Twitter. Um, and you can find that through, I have the links through, um, spacedrifters.com. And, uh, so yeah, you hit me up through Facebook or Twitter and just, um, just say like, Hey, I heard you on Daniel Thompson's podcast, the very serious writing show. It's so serious. It's so serious. <laughs> we can't tell a joke. <laughs> so very uh, serious. No, but, uh, yeah, if you say, yeah, hey, I heard you on this, and uh, I'd love to get a copy, or even if you just sort of like to get a copy, you know, you don't have to love it. You can just like it, and uh, and then I'll send you a copy, and that's it. I'll, I'll just take the first three that I get, and uh, there you go. Well, that is awesome. Thank you so much, man. That is, that is way cool. So you have a Twitter, you have a Facebook. Yep. So that's if anyone wants to follow you afterwards, that's where that's where they should go. Yeah. Yes. Sure. Very cool. And you have that Space Drifter. I just I just logged on to your Space Drifter's website. It's pretty cool. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's neat. And uh, one last question: When is Space Drifters two coming out? Oh, that should be uh, next July. Next it's, July. Yes, it's in the editing phase right now, and uh, I'm very excited about it. There's a in the there's a little teaser in the last chapter of the first book. There's sort of a little teaser about uh, where it's gonna where it's gonna go in the uh, in the second book. So okay, do we have a title yet? Yes, it, it will be Space Drifters: The Iron Gauntlet. Nice, <laughs> nice. All right. Well, hey, Paul, thank you so much for being on the show. This has been a lot of fun talking to you. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, no, I've, it's been a blast. Um, thank you very much for having me. Hey, no problem, man. I, I will talk to you later. One day when the glory comes, it will be out. It will be out. Oh, That wraps us up for today. Hey, do go check out Paul Rigner on the web. The dude's got a Twitter, he's got a Facebook, and he's just a super cool dude. He's a super cool dude. And you should also check out his book. Like, for real, get his book. Because it is funny. <laughs> it is good stuff. Pick it up. Make it a thing. Also, hmm, what else we're going to talk about? If you'd like to hang out with me, which I know you hear me twice a week, so why would you want to hang out with me any more than that? But thatguywiththehat.com is a very valid place to do so. And also, you can submit your celebrity poetry there. You go to the hangout section on that, di that guy with the hat. I can't talk tonight. What's up with that? You go to the hangout section of thatguywiththehat.com. There's a little thing on the side. It says, submit your very serious questions. Well, besides being able to submit questions there, you can also submit your celebrity poetry for reading. 
by celebrities. Sure. No, seriously, I'm out of poems, so before I do another one, I need to get another one in. So even if you've submitted one already, go ahead and hit me up. And yeah, because it's a fun segment to do. I love doing it. Um, but if you do want to hang out with me otherwise, Facebook, that's a good place. Or Twitter, at monkeystrule.com. Or uh, Daniel Thompson on The Goodreads. What am I reading right now, you ask? Well, I just got finished with a screenplay for While We're Young, which is like a Ben Stiller movie. Really fascinating screenplay. Can't recommend it because of the uh, the language, but really interesting story. It's kind of like an adult version of Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Very odd. Just very odd. And um, I'm also about to start, I'm so close to starting uh, Children of the Mind by um, Orson Scott Card. Hey, Orson, if you're listening right now, I really want you on my show. Can you come on, please? I've sent him an email. He hasn't responded yet. Fingers crossed. Here's hoping. He's so good. His writing is so good. I can recommend Ender's Game. Go read Ender's Game in the entire series. It's so good. Anyway, I think that's about it for me today. Guys, thanks again so much for coming and listening. You enjoy the rest of your Monday or your Tuesday or Wednesday or whatever day of the week you're listening to. And you know what? I've run out of things to say. I cannot words. Good night. <laughs>